0: Self-love doesn't feel safe at the beginning, and I think that's a really important thing to think of when you go on this journey to try different things. It's not always going to be easy, but it's definitely going to be worth it.
1: Hi loves, welcome to the Create and Elevate Her podcast. I'm Ashley Avila, ER nurse, Enneagram 9, and mindset and self-love enthusiast. I know you're tired of feeling stuck with where you're at in life. You find yourself heartbroken or going through a life transition and just don't know where to go from here. You're wanting the guidance, motivation, mindset tools, and the self-love that you can apply in your life to be able to navigate this healing and self-growth journey. So if you're ready to learn and grow and create the life you want and elevate your best self, then girl, grab your $6 latte or fill up your glass of wine and let's dig in. All right, guys, I am so excited to introduce you guys to our first guest of the podcast. I'm so excited. I cannot believe that this day finally came and it was such a fun conversation. I hope you guys really enjoy it. She's amazing. She is a life coach first and a business coach second. So what makes her relevant to our conversation today Well, it was her defining experience from a traumatic relationship that ended in a court sentence and how from there, she embarked on a journey of self-love to actualize her dream of helping other women find out who they really are and what their impact on the world can be through building their own businesses. So here to share her story and discuss the importance of healing yourself first, here's Rebecca Nesbitt. All right,
0: Rebecca,
1: thank you so much for being here with us today.
0: I'm so, so excited. So excited. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely.
1: I think it's going to be a great conversation. And for anyone listening out there, for all my girls out there, it's going to be a good one. And um, Rebecca here is going to share her journey from going from a traumatic relationship and evolving into the person she is today. So go ahead and share that
0: story, Rebecca. I mean, I'll do my best to do it justice. I'll do my best. <laughs> um, so I think that one of the points of resonance that we really had when we connected was this idea of going through some kind of like deep relationship trauma, and I know that that's what a lot of your women have experienced. I think it's what many women have experienced in my personal and professional journey. Um, so we'd love to kind of dive into this with you guys because I know that that was really the beginning for me was I was in this deeply difficult relationship and I'd been in it for a long period of time my parents were really worried about me but felt like they couldn't say anything for fear of losing me and eventually I made the decision to leave that relationship and I think that we all have experienced that moment where we just say no no more I'm not going to do this anymore And for most people, that's where it ends and people get to move on. However, that wasn't my case, um, unfortunately. So my partner at the time, it then transpired into an entire court case where he was, um, he was, I don't know what the other word is, not done for but he was it wasn't accused of because he was convicted of that's the correct word I'm looking for um so he was convicted of stalking and that was really difficult so it wasn't just me that had been pulled into this now you know my whole family had been pulled through it and I was just overwhelmed with guilt and I was so fortunate I actually was in my next relationship quite quickly And I think that for many of us, that's kind of what happens. Some people decide, no, like I'm gonna figure this out on my own. I'm gonna take my time. I did not. I found someone who I had known since childhood, and they were such a safe, loving, supportive person. And I just thought, this is how it's meant to be. I'm just meant to be happy. I'm meant to be safe. This person's meant to be, you know, relatively normal and everything will be okay and I found so much guilt in that journey too and that's where I really came to personal development because I realized that all I was doing was masking all of these problems that I was having and all of these fears that I had and feeling like I wasn't good enough but I didn't want what I had and it was really difficult so that's when I really came to personal development so it's maybe not your traditional this trauma has happened, and I found myself. It's it was slower than that, and I think that that's important for people to know is that it's not always a click of your fingers and everything's wonderful. It can be really hard, like your commando crawling in the mud, hard. So. That was when I found personal development. I found personal development through Netflix. So I feel very millennial. I'm an (laughs) elder millennial, but I feel so young. So it's fine. Um, So I watched um, Tony Robbins, I Am Not Your Guru on Netflix. And that's where the catalyst for my change was because I watched all these people. Some of them felt similar feelings to me. They were in hard spaces. And there's just this guy saying it doesn't have to be this way. And it was the first time someone had said it doesn't have to be this way and that you can achieve complete happiness, whatever that looks like to you. So that started me on this, you know, I started devouring books and I started switching out TV series for documentaries and trying to learn as much as I could about myself to save myself. Because by that point, I was in a completely safe place. I was, you know in a way I was being loved it wasn't the way I wanted to be but I was and I just couldn't understand why I wasn't happy and I'd always been kind of missed positivity but I was feeling like I had to really work hard for it and it just became this kind of fake persona and then I would just sit alone with my dog and be like oh life is really hard it sucks (laughs) um but on the outside I who didn't show that so I wasn't able to be honest and that's a really key part of my journey is this not being able to be honest and I just kept going and I don't think there's anything else that anyone can tell you and yes we'll go into tools and ideas and concepts and perspectives but there's nothing else for it rather than just keeping going and Keep reading the books, keep listening to the podcasts, keep trying new things. And then you figure out who you are along the way. You find different facets of yourself. You find different comfort zones. You push a little bit more. You try a little bit harder. And then where that has landed me now, just to give everyone a really, like, whistle stop tour overview is I now run my own business I was able to move from Scotland to America I met and married my now husband in nine months less than nine months we're coming up on our six month anniversary which is really exciting congratulations thank you oh my gosh he's (laughs) so wonderful I'm very fortunate um and so is he and he knows so <laughs> completely wonderful and life now is genuinely good and I don't have this fake oh everything's gonna be wonderful mentality everything just genuinely feels wonderful now and there's such a shift between when you say it and don't feel it and when you deeply know it and I hope that that comes across to everyone today and I hope that some points of that journey have resonated so far and that we can dive a little bit deeper and help lots of people.
1: Yeah. I really like what you said about the whole crawling. Cause it made me remember how, when I first started my um, journey, right after the breakup, I, I started this journal and I wrote the first page. I put you're crawling through the tunnel, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I put that in the first page. Yes, girl. And towards the end, once I have finished the book, actually this was just a few months ago or sometime last year when I was in California, I was just kind of looking through it, right. Seeing like what, where were a lot of the pain points and um, patterns and all that. And I saw that at the beginning and I'm like, Oh my God, I reached the light. Like I'm in, I'm on the other side now it takes time. So it's going back to really emphasizing it takes time. And, yeah. you know, I think some, you know, actually someone recently just told me like, when will I feel like myself again? When will I do the things that I I used to want to do? And a lot of the things, right. I think we can take action today, right? We can do one thing, one thing today that we enjoy doing, but Mm -hmm. it is going to take time. Like you said, keep going, keep doing the things you know, after you watch that uh, Netflix, I haven't watched that, by the way, I need to watch it, but um, oh, girl. 10 out it. of 10,
0: recommend. Oh my <laughs> gosh, 11 out of 10 changed my <laughs> whole life. When people say like, my life was changed by a documentary and people think, yeah, sure. I'm like, no, mine really was. <laughs> that is amazing.
1: And, you know, I think we see things or we hear speech or we hear someone say something that's like, oh, I know I need to change, but sometimes we don't actually take action, right? So
0: mm-hmm.
1: what were some of the things that you did that you were like, okay, I know I need to take action in this in this area of my life. What, what specifically would you say? What were some of the big things that
0: you did? So first off, I just want to pick up on a few points because I think they're really key. First of all, full goosebumps when you were talking about the light at the end of the tunnel. I, I love that for you. My legs were just like on fire. <laughs> so love that. Um, but also, I think that we all go through that space, right, of thinking, when will I be me again? And something that I am constantly telling my clients is that you'll never be that again because that version of you didn't know what it was like to go through everything you've gone through so this version of you whether you know the old you was out partying and having a good time living their best life and traveling and doing all the things and the new you is in a really dark place and is really sad and things are really hard the new you is always stronger the you that you are right now is always stronger than the old you that had no idea what it was like to walk the path that you've just walked so I think that that's a real key transition point for people's journeys too is that we feel like we have to get an old self back and I suppose that I'm maybe putting words in your mouth but what we're saying is there's a new you waiting that loves herself so much that's who you want to be the old self is an old version of you let her be in the past honor her love on her just like your inner child but the next version of you she is something else and she's worth every single thing that you try so coming into the what did I actually do to take action I dove right in with personal development. I read all the books. I was like doing all the morning routines. I was going to the gym. I was doing all the things they tell you to do, like move your body and think positive. And I was trying to do all those things. But I think that what was really key for me is that I tried so many things. I was doing journaling practices, meditation. I trained as a yoga teacher. I went on retreats. I traveled. So many places that made no coherent sense. Like I was going from Romania (laughs) to Jordan to Vegas back to Romania. It was very uh, Greece in the middle. It was just wild. And along the way, I really figured out who I was, but it was because I was willing to try all of these things and not just try them. I then asked myself, do I like this or do I not like this? Interestingly, I really liked traveling, so I kept doing it. I think that that's key is that you can try all the things that the gurus tell you to do, and you should try them. You should give yourself the opportunity to try this meditation, this visualization, watch this documentary that someone said it changed their life, to see if it does that for you. But even if you have mentors that you just adore, and I have so many, I'm such a fan girl for a mentor, but even if you have people that you just adore, they still may not be as in love with the things that you are you know i am um, i follow for example lisa billio i think she's wonderful i've met her she's just this squishiest human like you just want to hug her and just be in her presence and she loves to draw now i love that for her i don't love that for me <laughs> right you know or there are mentors i have that are like the very stereotypical, like, lying in the background, sleep less, work harder, hustle more, work 12 hours a day, keep going, bring in, you know, all the clients and all the money. And I think there's a way to bring in all the clients and all the money without having to burn myself out every single day. But I love that for them. I don't love that for me. And it's about saying, I love this for you, but I love this for me. And it's just asking yourself constantly, how does this make me feel? and you can do it with the smallest things to start with so if it's you do a journal practice and you think this was hard but I'm glad I did it or it's what do I want for dinner do I want pizza or do I want a salad it's always going to be a pizza in my house but everyone's their own person so it's just asking yourself very simple simple things you know if you're going to buy a new shirt do I want it to be blue or do I want it to be pink do I want it to be yellow do I want it to be orange it's Such small, small things will make the biggest differences, because I think that we all focus on the practices and ingraining them and doing them every single day. But it's not always like that. You have to find the things that work for you before you decide what are you going to integrate. So what worked for me specifically was asking myself how things made me feel, because When you come out of a difficult relationship and you don't really know who you are and you don't have a firm grounding, because I think a lot of us haven't had a firm grounding from childhood, and that's not because our parents were bad or wrong. It's because of the age that they grew up in. But if you don't have that stable grounding, you don't even know how you feel. So we have to relearn how to feel. So you have to ask yourself, do I like this or do I not like this in very simple ways? So that really helped me. But practices that helped me and not an ad, I adore energy it's a dance practice but it involves the elements and it has breath work they have a bunch of nutrition now which is cool and meditations and it's just a place that I can go it's like an online portal that I can go to that serves all of my needs because I just adore dancing but I don't want someone to teach me like a specific kind of you have to do this your foot has to be here they're a little wild and imaginative and crazy which I love (laughs) So it encompasses all the things that I like, but there's a portal out there for everyone at this point that encompasses all the things that you like. Maybe you like gardening and there's someone that has a gardening portal that would be like your place to go. Um, But those are the key things that help me really asking how I feel and connecting with myself and the way that I see that is connecting with my body and especially with my breath. Because I think that regulating our nervous system is really key, especially when we're in that fight flight mode and that not feeling safe because self-love doesn't feel safe at the beginning and I think that's a really important thing to think of when you go on this journey to try different things it's not always going to be easy but it's definitely going to be worth it if you keep that vision of you know the woman we were speaking about before that vision of the woman that loves herself so much When you are her, when you are the light at the end of the tunnel, you're going to really appreciate that you took those steps along the way.
1: Absolutely. And also just creating your own toolbox for life, right? And that comes from just doing things, trying things out. What works for you? I think that I, at the beginning, was just so focused on what were other people doing? And I I was rigid with myself. You know, and it was like, no, I need to just figure out what I like, and it's so key to really getting yourself or going on this journey that you're on is when you start to find things that really feel true to you or that you really enjoy, and I think that you start to as as you go for the ride, you start to co- you know collect these tools for your toolbox. So I I really I really like that. Now, what does next level look like once you have that deeper understanding that of yourself and that deeper
0: love for yourself? Yeah. Well, it looks, I suppose I want to just say it looks like happiness because then, then everything else that comes in, you have this grounding. There's this deep inner peace that you get from knowing and understanding yourself that when any difficult situation comes in because they will because it's life then you can handle them with so much more grace elegance and honoring of yourself so for example maybe you find out um, something that happened to me lately um one of my friends is is really sick and it's never nice when your friends are sick but the old me would have thought oh my gosh she runs her own business i should offer to help i should dedicate x amount of hours and i should just be all in because she needs you know she needs people around her but this friend we've distanced from each other so i have to really honor what actually feels good to me in my life right now i would rather donate to her in different ways than give this chunk of myself that i'm going to resent Because if I really think about it in the long term, we don't know how long this illness is going to be going on. And I don't want to resent my friend I love. And it's being honest enough with yourself to say those things. Because even saying things like that out loud make you want to sweat a little bit because you're like, oh, that makes me sound like a bad person. But it's putting yourself first. And that's really important. So you learn that, when you put yourself first that's where the next level is because you're living by your own belief you are a hundred percent invested you're not confused there's no i don't know in the next level of self-love and self-trust because you know and all you're working on is those times where it really stresses you and i think that's why i gave kind of such a dramatic example is it's times where life stresses you, where you used to feel like you had to act a certain way. You realize I don't have to act that way. You know, if my um, husband has a bad day now, it doesn't mean I have a bad day because I love me, I'm happy. It doesn't matter about the people around me. All I can do is support those people, but it doesn't change my state. It doesn't change my mood whereas before it would have completely changed the vibe of everything you know if someone around me if my ex-partners you know if they were in a difficult space then I was like chicken little the sky is falling everything is terrible when actually everything with me was fine maybe they had some family stuff maybe they had some work stuff and I took it on as my own you don't take it on as your own you have such better boundaries and I think that people always think boundaries have to be this really hard line in the sand. Do not cross. I'm going to tell you one time, don't do this to me. Sassy finger, give a snap. (laughs) And then we think if someone crosses that, then we think, oh, well, you're not honoring my boundaries and we just kind of fall over. And that person does then proceed to walk all over us and it can happen. And I know I took that a little dramatic too, but when that happens, that's purely a lack of self-trust and self-love it's on you to uphold the boundary and to remind people and to realize it's not a hard line in the sand for anyone else but you and I think the next level of self-trust and self-love that I see specifically in my women is at this point they're kind of getting to the point of developing better boundaries and drawing these lines but actually being really flexible within them and saying I have to be the one that takes full responsibility and ownership. And the next level almost looks like complete honesty, complete honesty with yourself, with the people around you. This is what I have capacity for. This is what I don't have capacity for. This is what I want. This is not what I want. Because when you're in specifically relationships and this can be partners, this can be friends, this can be family. When you're in relationships with other people, and you're coming from a place of this is what I want that will completely change your outlook to what it has ever been before because at least someone knows what they want most people don't know what they want and most people won't go after it so if someone says to you do you want you know sushi or do you want cake I'm gonna say cake um but the thing is is that I can make that decision whereas people tend to give whenever they have an experience, they tend to give people lots of different options, because we think the options are great. But then if you don't have self love, love and self trust, then you don't know what to choose. So there's just such clarity that comes with knowing yourself. So it's clarity, it's honesty, and it just looks like complete understanding and no confusion. That's what the next level is. And that's the future level for some people that are on the podcast some people will you know they'll be like I am there already we love that for you but I believe that that's the next level for other people because it certainly is the next level it's the current level and the next level for me just looks like more radical honesty I think the
1: being honest with yourself is uh, something that I think I have noticed That I'm doing more of like just being honest with myself, Mm -hmm. it ties together with boundaries and, you know, doing the things that really align with your values and what you want to do. I think the biggest thing that I know that I struggle with, and I'm sure a lot of the girls listening here who have maybe some people pleasing tendencies We tend to say yes to so many things that we actually want to say no to, but we don't want to hurt that person's feelings. We don't want to, you know, for them to think wrong of us or think bad things about us. And I think that when you set those boundaries, it's nothing personal
0: to that person. And I think you get to a point, maybe I'm a little bit sassy for saying this, but I've definitely got to the point where I just feel like, I'd rather other people think I was a bad person than I think I'm a bad person. I, I think that. that's been uh, that's been that's been a really recent shift, but I think that it's been really pivotal for me because I used to always feel like I was the bad person, and I used to always feel like I was, you know, I was here, I was existing to help other people, and so many people do, especially the women I work with, kind of in that entrepreneur and coaching space. All they want to do is help other people. And I think one of my favorite client wins of all time has been, um, and one of my clients, she's a mom, and she said, "I'm doing my self-care for me. It's not for everyone else. I'm not meditating, so I'm calm for everyone else. I'm meditating, so I'm calm for me." And it was, you know, it's really emotional. like I know it seems really silly to get emotional about that, but it was so huge for her to say, Even as a parent, because I'm not a parent, so I don't understand what that's like. And there might be some women on the podcast that are, I'm going to put myself first no matter what. And I just think that it was such a beautiful transition for her. And I think that the way that I would phrase it is I would rather make other people unhappy than make myself unhappy, not because I'm a bad person. But I know that if I have that much hold on someone else and how they feel, that's their problem. That's not a me problem
1: it's, it's their business, not mine. I, I, and yeah. I think also that we, you know, I was talking to a friend a couple weeks ago and she mentioned how she was just so tired of making other people feel comfortable. And instead, like what it was doing was making her uncomfortable, but to keep the peace for everyone else. And she's just like, I'm just done with that. You know? And I think yeah. that sometimes we hold our true selves back to make other people feel comfortable.
0: That's so beautiful. That's a beautiful client story. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of her. She did the work. I I just talked. <laughs> she did the work.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. Now, go ahead and you know, share with us what made you want to turn that pain into purpose now. And you know, what was that what was that process like?
0: Well, I think that first of all helping other people is an absolute gift and i will never take that for granted um when i started coaching i was actually in the relationship space so i was very fortunate to really dive deep into the pain to help other people and to serve but the the most difficult relationship we're talking was now about 10 years ago so that's a long time as a baby i was 29 like i'm 29 now but i was 19 you know and it has been a 10-year journey so a bit like what we were saying at the beginning like it takes time (laughs) don't forget that it takes time and when I came to coaching I was really fortunate to be able to really dive into that relationship space and serve people but the real reason that I decided to change and I think that this is something that not enough entrepreneurs say is that it was actually completely selfish and I'll be honest with that because I found out who I was and who I was with someone that wanted to travel. I couldn't do that in the confines of my job. And I could see another way that I could do that. Now, I was a coach for the government, I was in careers guidance. And coaching is a skill you can take anywhere. So it was a really natural progression for me to turn it into my own business. And I think as well, part of The passion came from the people that had taught me. And I just thought to myself, if I could be that person for someone, if I could help someone to get out of a really challenging relationship, position, belief system, perspective, and have a better life for themselves, then I've done my job. If I do that for one person, it's a complete gift. And now I'm very fortunate that I get to do it for my whole community and I get to do it online as much as possible. And hopefully we help people today. But I think that the prompt really came from, it was really self-led. It was, this is what I want and this is how I'll get it. And I'm going to be super fulfilled doing it because I know that I needed someone to be that person for me. I needed someone to that light for me that was at the end of the tunnel that I was thinking okay I can get there so that definitely was the catalyst for my shift into entrepreneurship and what a gift it's been
1: that is beautiful what would you say is your number one advice or strategy to you know for the listeners to get from where they're at today, right? Maybe they're struggling and they're coming out of a relationship. They're experiencing experiencing a difficult time in their life and are wanting to jump into the self-development world. You know, because you talked about how it was self-led and you you said, I want to get to this point. Now, what mm-hmm. would you say is your biggest advice or strategy for
0: that? My biggest advice and strategy are probably one in the same because it really comes to decision-making and it's about being guided by what you want and how you feel. Now there are a hundred different avenues you can take in an entrepreneurship. And the reason that I chose coaching was because that was what I wanted to do. That's how I want to serve the world. So that's a feeling, that's a natural pool of this is how I want to help. So they both ran really well together, but I had to be honest with myself first because I had a number of failed businesses before I got into coaching. I was in yoga, I was in network marketing. It wasn't, you know, a snap of the fingers and it was all wonderful. So I think that this deep level of honesty is in itself a strategy of understanding exactly what it is that you want, not wanting things just because other people want them or society thinks that you should have them and deciding based on how you feel. So if you do try something new, for example, If I'm thinking I'm just coming to personal development, I obviously want to listen to Ashley's podcast on the regular. So there's that. But if you're just coming to personal development, if you come up against coaches or books or documentaries that are just not floating your boat, they don't feel good to you, stop. Unfollow, stop watching, put the book down. Don't waste your time is something I wish someone had said at the beginning. The gurus are not always the gurus because they're not, the right person for you you have to find I always think that finding a coach or finding someone to follow in their footsteps or understand their belief systems because there's something about their life that you see that you want then it's about dating that person like it really does come down to dating I think life is a series of dating I went on a coffee date with a friend yesterday and I said to her, I think finding friends when you're an adult is just like dating. You go on a coffee date and you're like, yeah, I like you. Let's float down the river. You know, what we exactly. think there's something to do together and it would be fun. So I think that really give different coaches a try, like find out who speaks to you, find out what is. It- industry speaks to you what speaks to your language what feels good to you some people I've definitely worked with a lot of academics so for people that are more academically led they're looking for someone with the qualifications and the certifications someone that wants the result typically is someone that doesn't really care about a uh, qualification they want to see do you have the result that I want none are bad or wrong But find out who you are and find the people that speak to you. Don't take every recommendation from everyone as absolute gospel. So for example, no one has to watch Tony Robbins. I am not your guru um, because it's about, does it feel good to you? And maybe it does. Maybe you watch five minutes and you decide that it doesn't turn it off. Don't waste your time. If you're just coming into personal development, find the people that speak to you because if you start to read or consume a lot from people that don't speak to you, that don't make you feel good for me, that's hustle culture people, um or people standing, you know, with a different Ferrari every day. There's nothing bad or wrong with those people. and I have friends that are those people. so there's nothing bad or wrong. but those are not the those are not the faces I want to fill my feed with, and those are not the belief systems that I want because, I don't really care about Ferrari personally, but some people do. So find the people that speak to you. The only way that you'll find that is through the strategy of being radically honest and focusing on what do I feel when this person crosses my screen or when I pick up their book or when I consume anything that they've done.
1: Exactly. I think doing like a detox of your social media and unfollowing any pages that just bring those negative feelings. And it's not that they are bad or anything like that, like you mentioned, but it's probably just not in alignment with what you want in your life. Right. And that's okay. But I think that you need to, or it, it, it can help to really remove those pages off your social media because let's be real. We all get on social media, right? We're all on it. And it's like, what are you feeding your mind, right? Are you feeding your mind with negativity or inspiration and positivity? Um, So I I definitely agree with that. Thank you so much, Rebecca. It's been so much fun. Mm -hmm.
0: How can people find you? So I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Soul Happy Success. So y'all can check me out there, find me a DM. I do not have a VA. So it's just me. I'm a one woman show.
1: That's amazing. And I'll, I'll list all the links on the show notes, guys. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Bye. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen in. If this podcast episode inspired you, taught you something or moved the needle for you in your growth journey, then please share it with a girlfriend, leave a review or screenshot the episode and share it on Instagram and tag me at it's Ashley Avila underscore. I would forever be grateful for you guys. And I can't wait to hear from you. You can also join the free Facebook community, create and elevate her until next time, friends. And remember, it's a good day to have a good day.